0: Today on the Arts Report, it's the Fun Drive show. So we'll be giving away uh, lots of uh, swag in exchange for your donations, as it is the big 10-day Fun Drive. As well, let me tell you what's on the show. Ink Studs, the radio show and the book. Radio Free Thinker challenges conventional thinking. A preview of the Fun Drive finale. Cabber Radio spices up the nighttime airwaves. And Are We There Yet? Which has nothing to do with Fun fun Drive. But stay with us anyway. Hello, and welcome to the Arts Report for November the 17th on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver and streaming online at citr.ca. I'm your host, Adam Janusz, and on today's show we will be celebrating the 10-day wondrous event that is fun drive see it's a combination of a fundraising drive and a lot of fun which is what uh what we have here at citr and is hopefully what you have uh when you listen to us so in honor of the big uh, fundraising dealy which you can contribute to by calling 604-822-8648 and um and and donate um even even a dollar every dollar counts um uh, where was I? You can donate to us, and uh, in exchange for your donation, we would like to give you lots of uh, wonderful swag in exchange. But more about that in a second. Let me tell you what's on the show today. Because it is a fun drive, we thought it would be good to uh, celebrate uh, the things that go on at CITR. So we'll be talking about Ink Studs, which is quite an accomplished program. Um, that uh, includes a book that's been put out and is on uh, bookshelves all across uh, North America, actually, based on interviews done here at CITR, and that's, uh, that's Robin McConnell. Uh, we'll also talk to the folks at Radio Free Thinker, which is a really cool show here at CITR that, uh, that focuses on critical thinking and uh, exploring issues, whether it's uh, in the news or, or whether it's uh, just some kind of quirky quirky uh facts cultural things going on whether it's politics or just just weird stuff in the world and they uh they they look at these things and they analyze them and they talk about them in a way that you don't get these days very often so so that's a great part of citr that deserves a donation so we'll talk to them we'll also give you a preview of the fun drive finale which is happening next thursday so here we are uh, raising money for 10 days and uh you know, uh, running around like crazy to make sure everything is uh, is smooth and that we have, you know, prize packs for you and that uh, we're getting all the numbers correctly, like credit card numbers and such. And, um, and we want to uh, celebrate our efforts and we want to celebrate uh, the listeners who um, have so far been giving very generously to us. In the last hour, it has jumped almost $1,000. And uh, so far, we've raised $3,324.72. And hopefully, over the next hour, we'll raise that a bit more. Um, So to celebrate all of that, we'll be having a party at the Biltmore Cabaret. And uh, to do it in style, we're going to be doing 90s covers. So your favorite 90s songs being covered by cool local bands. And so we'll get a little preview of that. And, um, and then there's one thing I threw in in today's show that has nothing to do with Fun Drive, but is a very worthy thing. It's called Are We There Yet? And this is being... Uh, uh, facilitated by New World Theater and it's basically like a sex education course but done in a way, done through participatory theater. So a uh, theater troupe goes into schools and they talk about all the important stuff that we all need to know to be healthy, uh, to help be healthy people um, but they do it in a way that's engaging, entertaining, fun and, uh, and nothing like the, uh, the classes I had in high school. So, so we needed to throw that in because it's a, it's a good cause. Plus, we're giving away tons of stuff, um, and let me tell you some of the things. So, if you call in today, uh, here are the, some of the things that you will get for uh, for thirty dollars. Let me flip through the uh, through the bar- Aha, for thirty dollars, you will get a Friends of Citr card, which entitles you to discounts at various places throughout uh, the city um you know clothing stores record shops etc etc it's a lovely it's a lovely thing for $60 you'll get a friends of CITR card and a lovely CITR record bag uh for $101.90 you know $101.9, get it you'll get the card the friends of CITR card the record bag and a limited edition surprise which is very exciting um now let me now let me tell you this for $30 uh for the next hour and only for the next hour, we have some Arts Report exclusive prizes. So for thirty just thirty dollars, if you call in, uh you will not only get the Friends of CITR card, but we'll give you the option one of one of the following. We have a Chic Hydro Six Pack, which is sort of a male grooming kit, which includes uh, a razor, shaving cream, Irish Spring uh soap, uh there's toothpaste. And it all comes in a lovely pouch or a giant, like a tin box. So we'll throw that in uh, for a $30 donation. And by the way, the phone number for that is 604-822-8648. 822-8648, which is U- UBC Unit. 604-UBC-UNIT. Um, where was I? So we, you can get the Chic Hydro six-pack. We can give you two tickets to the Madonna Painter a play happening at the Chan Center on November the 20th, that's this Saturday, uh, at 7.30 p.m. You can get uh, two tickets for that. Uh, how about this one? We'll give you five tickets and $50 at the next, uh, no, sorry, not the next, but a 30 live show at the Forum on Granville Street on December 2nd. So you can go to the Forum, which is at Granville and Nelson, and bring four of your friends, and you can spend 50 bucks on beer or wine or whatever you like um, yeah, for free. And that's, well, it's not for free. I mean, it's for a $30 donation. But you get uh, the $50 value plus all the ticket value, uh, all for a $30 donation to the Arts Report, or sorry, to CITR through the Arts Report right now. So call us 604 822 8648. There's more prizes that I, that I can tell you about, but, uh, and, and there's so much more to talk about, but um, let's, let's, get into, let's get into a little content uh, first. So uh, let's see here. Uh, Robin McConnell has had a show here at CITR since 2005. It's called Ink Studs and covers the comic book scene in Vancouver, in North America, and the world. He has put together a compilation of interviews with artists, from small and local to world-renowned graphic artists, done over the last five years on his show, and he's put it all into this this book called Ink Studs. How fitting. That book is now in comic shops all over North America, and the radio show is syndicated all over Canada. I spoke to Robin about how the comics industry has matured and about his radio show. But first, I asked where the idea for a book came from.
1: The publisher Andy Brown of Conundrum Books uh, approached me uh, last spring, sent me an email before I went to Toronto for uh, the Toronto Comics Art Festival, suggesting the book. And uh, I went and talked to him at the convention, and I uh, like like him and like the books that he puts out and so it seems like a good fit and uh... we spent the next year and a half hashing out and putting together the uh... the monster i call my (laughs) book.
0: and it's all based on interviews
1: all transcriptions of interviews um... from the radio show over the last five years uh... including the first interview i ever did (laughs) with uh... mr seth
0: how do you think uh... how has your show evolved in those five years
1: hopefully i've gotten better (laughs) (laughs) Um, When I first started the show, I had no real idea what I was doing with it. Like, I just kind of wanted to focus on doing a show about comic books. Uh, Robin Fisher had previously been doing a show for many years, and she moved off to Montreal, where she's still doing her show, uh, the Pia show. Mm -hmm. And so I was doing just kind of chat shows with uh, different co-hosts, and I did some interviews, and i really got a lot out of doing the interviews and a lot of folks really seem to enjoy the interviews so i just kind of stuck with the whole interview idea and because of who i'm interviewing mainly alternative comic folks small press comic talents Mm -hmm. different cartoonists there is isn't a lot of uh radio doing that yeah so that gave us or gave myself a really unique niche and uh get a lot of attention now it's uh syndicated about half dozen stations across the country wow
0: yeah. Excellent, and um, I wonder, you know, from your perch, um, looking at the community, how how has the the industry changed, or, or what's what's been going on in the last five years?
1: In a local or international sense? Um,
0: I guess more local.
1: Local, there's been a lot of development um, as far as more folks coming out uh, within the cartooning community in Vancouver. We got a lot of good events uh, happening, and a lot of folks have moved into Vancouver. Um, Brandon Graham is a new talent in town who moved here from Seattle mm-hmm. and has been a pretty good force joining the show quite a lot for some chats.
0: Mm-hmm. How about uh, internationally?
1: Internationally? It's a good time for college. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's uh, so many great collections up there, so many great books. It's uh, it's a good time to shop.
0: It, has it? Has that been affected by a lot of the recent adaptations that have been made into films recently, like 300 that, and...
1: That doesn't really affect the work that I cover
0: yeah how so like how's it different
1: um, the people I cover it's more about uh, artists and unique storytellers mm-hmm. and I don't really care about the movies <laughs> <laughs> um, like an example is yeah. for the Scott Pilgrim movie I interviewed Brian Lee O'Malley mm-hmm. probably about six months before the movie came out and we didn't discuss the movie at all oh really yeah it's just Maybe, you know, there's plenty and plenty of people that want to talk about
0: movies. And but I guess, I guess the question is, has that, do, you, do you think there's a correlation with all the movies coming out? Does that make people more interested in, in, in comics?
1: I think it makes people interested in the comics that the movies are based on, but I don't okay. think it makes more people interested in comics.
0: Okay, so then why, why is it a good time? You know, What, what do you attribute it to?
1: You see kind of a generational buildup. Mm-hmm. of uh, folks growing up with comics with certain excellent storytellers as influences of so people that are growing up reading, like Daniel Klaus, Chris Ware. Mm-hmm. And you see these young guys uh, coming of age young men and women, mm-hmm. uh, all making really great comics, growing up on really great comics. And so you just see this system feeding into itself, developing stronger and stronger
0: uh, cartoonists. So it's just something that, that, like, it's time has come. It's sort of matured, and, yeah? Yeah. And, um... And just uh, quickly back to the, to the book, what, uh, can you give us a, a couple of highlights? You know, you know when, you're putting, when you put the book together, um, you, know, you, you obviously had your reasons <laughs> to put uh, one interview versus another. What's, what's a couple of highlights?
1: I don't know if necessarily highlights putting the book together is a lot of work. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I think the exciting part is just hearing what people think of the book mm-hmm. and kind of getting feedback from folks. Uh, it's in a lot of stores now, so it's nice hearing that you know someone is seeing the book in a store in minnesota like wow you know it's it's odd to me you know coming i kind of work in a vacuum in vancouver mm-hmm. and it's really gotten out there internationally and the book really focuses on canadian cartoonists uh which is a really important factor to me so for the canadian aspect to be seen so internationally uh really means a lot for me and i think for the publisher too
0: that's great well, thanks so much for, for taking a few minutes to, uh, to uh, share your story with us.
1: No problem, man. Have a good day.
0: And that was Robin McConnell, who does Ink Studs on Thursdays at 2 p.m. And uh, it's a great show that's been running for a while and is getting a lot of acclaim in the, um, in the comics community. And if you want to see some of the lovely artwork that, um, that Robin sort of deals with uh, week to week, you should check out his website. It's www.inkstuds.com. And you can also follow him on Twitter. So it's the old at sign, inkstuds. And uh, yeah, and Robin is also going to New York where he'll be uh, interviewing comic um, artists and will do, be doing book signings. Yeah, in New York City. So this is just one of the great programs we have at CITR. And it couldn't be possible without your support. And as you heard in that interview, and you'll hear this theme uh, throughout the show, is that, you know, you get a lot of mileage out of it. You get a lot of mileage out of having a small little radio station like this because we, the people at the station, cover a lot of sort of niche uh, markets, you know, like niche interests. And uh, people who are interested in these things listen in. So you you might think oh it's just a little station you know what reach does it have or what you know what can it what impact can it have but it actually um, for the little cost and for for all the volunteer hours that people um, just kind of throw in you get a huge uh, huge benefit whether it's uh, people in the comics and and graphic graphic novel community or or. Um, or any of the other stuff that uh, you'll hear later on in the show, it, um, it really goes a long way. And so literally every dollar counts, you know, because we're, we're volunteers. So it's not like it's going into our pockets. It's going into making sure the microphones work, that the lights are on, and that we can uh, make the long-distance calls that that I often make to uh, to reach artists. So... So yeah, so your your contribution, even if it's only a few dollars, really makes a huge difference. So please give us a ring ding. The number is 604-822-8648. And in exchange for your donation, we'll give you either a Schick Hydro 6 package that includes a Colgate uh, and Speed Stick deodorant, Irish Spring body wash, a shaving kit, including razors, and... Uh, and uh, shaving cream, or we'll give you two tickets to the Madonna Painter on Saturday, which is a play, or we'll give you a $50 bar tab at the Forum on Granville Street for December 2nd. Or, how about this? We'll give you two tickets to Alex is on Fire. And I don't have the date in front of me, but it's their upcoming show in Vancouver. I'll pull that date out uh, after the break. And we'd like to give you two tickets to that. And uh, that's all for a $30 donation to us. Uh, we will give that to you. Now, um, you heard Ink Studs. If you want to give, um, if you want to donate and you kind of want it, you want us to know that it's for Ink Studs, you can do that. And that's www.citr.ca slash donate. That's another great place to, to donate. And uh, you can actually get every show that's here at CITR and you can donate specifically to that show that you love and so that everyone will know. That um, that you really love that show, and you and that uh, you support it. So uh, so yeah, give us a ring. the 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 number is six zero four eight two two eight six four eight. But now uh, we're gonna take a short break, and uh, when we return, we'll tell you about Radio Free Thinker. So stay with us. <laughs> Hello there, this is Luke Mead,
2: music director at CITR 101.9 FM. And I love money. It's all about the bread. I love to eat it. You should pledge to CITR's 2010 Fun Drive because anyone can get involved in CITR. Anyone. This is your radio station. Own your frequency. CITR 101.9 FM. Dial
0: 822-8648. That's 822-UNIT. Get the money. All right, and we're back on the Arts Report. Every week, Radio Free Thinker takes on a slew of issues and current events. From prostitution to Jesus statues to everything in between. And it's all done with a critical eye. No, I don't mean I think you look fat in that dress kind of critical. I mean looking at issues from all angles and asking a lot of questions. That kind of criticalness. It's something that in today's society where people get really emotional about issues but not necessarily critical about issues is becoming a rarer commodity. But you can get your critical thinking fix right here at CITR from the crew at RadioFree.com. Thinker. They were at the station just before their 3.30 show time yesterday, and I managed to corral them over for a quick chat. So let's, uh, let's meet some of the gang and find out the roots of the show and get a couple of insights.
3: Uh, my name is Ethan, the Freethinking Historian. And I'm Daniel, president of the UBC Freethinkers Club. So tell us, when did uh, Radio Freethinkers uh, come about? Well, it actually began uh, a couple of years ago, with uh, the club that Daniel's now the president of. I got involved with them and a fellow named Elon, and we were kind of, well, we were kind of twiddling our thumbs a bit, trying to figure out what we can do, and we got an email from CITR about doing something on the radio. We figured, okay, well, let's do that. So we, we got together, and we had all these like really intense planning meetings about the philosophy of the show and what we should be talking about. Ultimately, we figured that the thing to do is just come in and start talking. Yeah. And <laughs> these these elaborate plans were going nowhere. So. Um, okay. And then so so
0: what's the what's the format of the show? How does it how does an episode work?
4: Well, it basically we have an hour. The, our shows are an hour long, and generally they start with uh, roughly 30 minutes of short stories, news, that kind of thing, and then generally we have like roughly 30 minutes of a uh, a big meaty topic, so uh, something that you can really sink your teeth into.
0: Mm. And uh, so speaking of which, uh, one of those things uh, was the HST, it was yes. something that was very kind of topical and, uh, and got really uh, people <laughs> riled up. So uh, I guess first off, give us, give us a sample of, of what are your thoughts on the HST and then uh, tell us what reactions you had.
4: Well, my general thought is that it, it's just a more a simpler tax than the PST and GST together, and so from that sense, it's going to save the government lots of money, save tax or save uh, companies lots of money, and it's just generally better that way.
0: Right, uh, just, it's just more efficient.
4: Yeah, there's sure, certainly the way it was implemented is pretty iffy, but I, I never saw anything wrong with the tax itself. Uh, other people disagreed,
3: but <laughs> well I mean the, the tax does shift the burden to the, the taxpayer instead of big government or big corporations, which some people take exception to. Mm-hmm. I think the, the big issue with the HST, despite the fact that there is you know some evidence that it actually helps, um, people were very upset with the way it was implemented, and the general attitude behind its its creation right and sort of just the kind of hypocrisy that they said they wouldn't and then they mm-hmm. did and just generally gordon campbell's sort of unpopularity <laughs> yeah in general and i think that i mean and that's that's a i mean democracy of course is valid the the emotional attachment um that that really drove this you know we hate the hst i think that was a bit misplaced mm. that's i think letting yourself get carried away a little bit mm-hmm. um but i mean we did maybe three episodes on it and we're still getting emails to talk about <laughs> it more.
0: Yeah, what kind of emails are you getting? Uh, just ones bringing
4: up different things. So, one, everything from sort of really helpful ones like, oh, you forgot this aspect of HST, like uh, someone mentioned that uh, everyone gets a tax, or not right. everyone, but the lowest, like, 20% income, get, uh, like, a 300-a-year tax credit, mm-hmm. something that we forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, people sort of uh, more questioning of uh, the the economics of it that says that it's helpful.
3: Mm. We got a lot of emails from people who were just, um, in general angry that we didn't take their side. So so anything from, you know, uh, you know, I respect your opinion, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I mean we got a we got a fair bit of that. Mm. But but at the same time, it is an extremely heated issue. And mm. and we weren't we weren't saying the HST is great or that, you know, uh, it's awful. Mm-hmm. You were just saying, here are the facts that we have. Mm-hmm. Here's the, situ- the situation, and, and let's, you know, skeptically analyze it.
0: Do you think that that's on the decline or something that's that's sort of dying away uh, is is this kind of rational approach to, to just weighing the evidence? Do you think these days now people are way too sort of uh, heated and, and, and emotional about issues? Yes, Absolutely.
4: Yeah, I, I don't want to say it's changed a lot. Like, right. I have a feeling it's pretty much always been like right. that. But uh, <laughs> it, it definitely yes. can be a problem in politics when people aren't looking at the facts. They're just sort of mm-hmm. looking at emotional arguments around the facts. Mm-hmm. You're never going to
3: get effective policy if that's all people do. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the debate itself has, I think, degenerated a little bit. I mean, I, I'm sure there was never it was never all that fantastic to begin with. But uh, you listen to a lot of call-in shows on on the radio, and, and most of them are just angry people shouting <laughs> yeah. right. for fifteen minutes. And it's CKNW. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of the, um, yeah, it's it really just isn't. Um, it, it's, it's just not a productive way to to have a discourse. And uh, I, I think we try to 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 inject some critical thinking. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when it comes to a heated issue, people want to shout and yell. Mm. But.
0: So tell us what's on, uh, what will you be covering on uh, today? Today's show. Today's show, that's right.
4: (laughs) Uh, We have lots of short stories because it's the annual fundraising time. Mm -hmm. Uh, We aren't going to have a a major story, lots of smaller ones, Mm -hmm. but uh, probably one of the most interesting things is whether there's evidence that uh, we can see into the future. Mm. Yes. Should be interesting. And is there? Uh, It's a little too early to say. Uh, There's some little evidence but it I mean it's hard to tell until more study is put into it but it's maybe I, after reading this study I think there's a larger chance that it's true than I did yesterday
3: (laughs) yeah we'll we'll see about that Um, we also are going to be talking about uh, some past events that has happened here in Vancouver we've had uh, a couple debates that we want to summarize Um, we got some interesting little stories uh, for instance they are exhuming the, the corpse of a, uh, what is it, 16th century astronomer um, by the name of Tycho Brahe, And uh, the legend is that he was at a uh, banquet in Prague, had to go to the bathroom, but uh, was too polite to get up. And his bladder exploded. Oh, my God. And then 11 days later, he died. So that's, that, It took 11 days for him to die? Apparently. Very, very uh, Very bad 11 days. Very slow, probably. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, some, some recent uh, examinations of his corpse have d- detected some mercury in his hair. So we're thinking, well, maybe he died from mercury poisoning and not an exploded mm-hmm. bladder. So it's going to be interesting. All right. Cool. Well, thanks for telling us about the show. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having us.
0: And those are the guys from Radio Free Thinker, which is on at Tuesdays at 3.30 p.m. Or you can download the podcast at CITR.ca, where you can get uh, a list of shows. And just uh, under R, a Radio Free Thinker, and you can get uh, you can get actually you know this this latest show which was like uh, like today's art support kind of art um, fundraising focused, but you can look at sort of their back catalog and they they've they've talked a lot about some really interesting stuff like I mentioned in the intro, Jesus statues uh, in Poland actually they're building um, a big statue of Jesus that's that's higher than the one in Rio de Janeiro and it's uh, and they're all very pleased about it. And uh, So you can find out, if nothing else, you can find out some really strange uh, things that are going on or you can get really riled up about how much you hate the HST and, uh, and, and write them emails and maybe they'll respond to you. So check that out. Okay, we're going to take uh, a quick uh, break and when we return we'll tell you about Cabba Radio which was selected a few months ago by the Georgia Strait uh, readers as the third best late night radio show. And we're back on the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. And uh, this is the Fun Drive show. So call in 604-822-8648. And in honor of your donation to us, we'd like to give you swag um, including two tickets to Alex's on Fire, which is coming to the P&E Forum on November the 27th. And if you call now, but only until 6 o'clock, we will give you tickets to Alex's on Fire for a $30 pledge, uh, which will also get you a Friends of CITR card, which will give you discounts at a variety of clothing and record and other shops uh, throughout Vancouver. Um, if you donate uh, $101.9, that's $101.90, we'll, um, we'll give you, a uh, friends of CIT, our card, a record bag, and a limited edition surprise, which is a compilation of local uh, music, uh, local hits on, uh, on vinyl. So that's uh, that's exciting, and it's limited edition, so it's uh, rare and worth a lot of money. And uh, as as I've as I've mentioned, any any donation over thirty dollars will entitle you to to uh, one of our bonus packages, which also includes not only a Schick Hydro Six Pack, uh, and or or two tickets to the Madonna Painter on Saturday, but also a pack of three books from uh, Thetus Books. And uh, we'll tell you more about what books are included later in the show. So stay tuned to that. Or how about this? Five tickets and $50 to spend at 30 Live at the Forum on Granville Street. Uh, the Forum is located at Granville and Nelson. And this is a live, um, a live gig on December 2nd. 30 Live is, is um, Vancouver's newest um, local live music uh, presenter, let's call it. And uh, the show on December 2nd, we'd like you to to send you to it uh, uh, so that you can go with four of your closest friends and spend 50 bucks on booze. So how awesome is that? And all it costs is uh, $30 that will allow CITR to continue to provide the programming that it does, and it it will also allow us to digitize our record collection. That's uh, half of the $30,000 that we're hoping to raise is going to be going toward... Uh, digitizing the record collection because as you know, records don't last forever but things in the, uh, the interworld uh, lives forever lives on for forever. And, and not only does it live on forever, but it's uh, very easily accessible. So for the DJs here when they want to play a su- song, they don't have to run off into the, to the record library and fish out that song they'll be able to just uh, search for it and um and have it right away so you can request a song and it can be played right away um without uh without delay so i just say record collection i meant cd collection cd collection we don't use records anymore <laughs> well that's not true uh, a lot of people still use uh still use records so give us a call and donate at 604-822-8648 and we'll give you one of uh, the lovely packages that i've described all right, let's uh, roll along. The Georgia Strait came out in September with its Reader's Choice Awards and third place for Best Late Night Radio Show went to CITR's very own Cabba Radio, where host Teddy Smooth and e mix cabaret, burlesque, comedy, skits, music, and more every Tuesday night at 11 p.m. So I caught up with Teddy Smooth and we chatted about the close-knit community that is the burlesque and cabaret community in Vancouver but I started by asking if he did any campaigning to earn the Georgia Strait nod.
2: The first year other people sort of campaigned a bit for me. Within the burlesque and cabaret community Mm -hmm. um, that arts community is pretty strong so there was a bunch of people voting for other people and what they did is suggest some of their friends who they wanted in different categories Mm -hmm. so I had I had a lot of people champion for me that year. This year was a bit different. I didn't really put as much sort of effort into it. I, I did sort of ask people to vote over, you know, on the show, and yeah. I put out weekly sort of newsletters, what's coming up. And I really didn't know what to expect because I didn't really do it as hard as I had the previous year. But
0: mm-hmm. so,
2: I guess enough people uh, voted, so.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh now, for people who may have not heard your show yet uh, tell us tell us about it
2: Well, it's Tuesday nights it starts around eleven I say around eleven because the guys before us sometimes go a few few minutes longer mm-hmm. if they're playing a cool song or something like that but yep. uh, runs every Tuesday night at eleven till about twelve thirty quarter to one um, It was originally based around sort of cabaret, and for my view of cabaret that means variety mm-hmm. so uh, it's turned in sort of it's a, a late-night variety show. Every week, it's a bit different. Um, there's some elements the same. We always do sort of upcoming events, and and we do a lot of um, radio plays. We do a lot of skits. We do a lot of themed intros. So we recently did uh, Cabba Rodeo, which was a Western version, <laughs> and we did a big intro with me and my co-host, E-Rock. We played different characters called teddy and tender beef these two cowboys Mm -hmm. and uh so we do a lot of stuff like that where we'll theme it we had a halloween spooktacular show Mm -hmm. so it was all halloween themed we brought in a halloween band uh we have our upcoming holiday explosion show which will also uh you know feature like uh different stories and skits so some weeks are are uh just music other weeks are more interview based so it's like i said it's a variety show so you get different every week
0: mm-hmm. could you comment I guess on on you know do you feel like you have a lot of reach having having a, a cabaret theme show or do you have a lot of you know talk a little bit about the the support that you have from the the cabaret community
2: yeah I believe that having a, uh a smaller sort of niche mark like that can lend itself to having you know you you know it's like kind of the smaller fish or a bigger fish in a smaller Small pond, pond sort yeah. of thing so uh yeah in combination with some of the other stuff I do I mean bef- I had already sort of garnered a little bit of a name within the burlesque community before I started the radio show but definitely mm-hmm. the radio show increased that which led to me being the DJ at Kitty Night, mm-hmm. which has also turned that around so uh, it's yeah it's a very sort of fierce the people that are in it mm-hmm. if you're if you're sort of one of them they're very supportive and protective of of their people because they kind of have to be in a sense um, because of it being sort of an underground art a lot of the time. Yeah. Although cabaret and, and especially burlesque in Vancouver is mm-hmm. seemingly growing leaps and bounds. I mean, there is are it? now two weekly shows. There's going to be a biweekly show. There's a monthly show. I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff springing up all over town. I think there's a real resurgence for, or a need for uh people wanting a variety show and sort of a live act where they get, you know, you get magicians mixed with dancing girls, mixed with uh, maybe some music and stuff like that.
0: So. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess, is it, do you think people are just kind of tired of the same old, same old, whether it's, you know, going out to see a comedian or, or going out for a movie? Do you think there's, there's, I guess, a growing hunger for just something that's a little, I don't know, got more variety and it got more a bit of spice maybe?
2: I think so. Um, Like, if you watch a recent documentary, we had them on the show, and CITR helped them as well. No Fun City. Right. I mean, they talked about just the need for the people that really want to search it out. I mean, I think Vancouver is a lot of fun, but it took me a few years to find the fun. Yeah. Um, So I think there is a growing need because a lot of people, especially a lot of people I know, don't want to go down to Granville and get Mm -hmm. the same cookie cutter type of you know, it would be like listening to that mainstream radio. Why do people like to listen to CITR? Because we're different and we can provide, you, you know, sometimes it's a bit more work mm-hmm. to find the cool show because, you know, you don't want to listen to necessarily every show on CITR because sure. it's not your thing. But if you find a cool show that you like, then it, it's a lot of fun. And, and I think people are craving sort of just something more than just, you know, the the cookie-cutter entertainment. i I think movies and stuff are great and they always have their place but Mm -hmm. a live show where you get comedians and everything mixed all in one instead of you know instead of just going to a comedy show Mm -hmm. or instead of just going to a burlesque show if you can have a cabaret show where you have a little bit of all that i mean you just reach so many more people
0: thanks so much for uh for taking a few minutes out of your day to uh to talk about the show
2: yeah thanks for having me and uh Thanks for all the listeners who voted for me in the Georgia Strait cuz
0: that was awesome. 2 years in a row. <laughs> yeah, 2 years in a row. It's not is not too shabby at all and that's right here at CITR and it's all made possible through your donations. So please give us a ring ding and uh donate a couple bucks. Please. 604-822-8648. Please give us money. Uh, by the way, CABA Radio is on Tuesday. No, it's not on Tuesdays. It's uh, Yeah, it's on Tuesdays at 11. Tuesdays at 11 p.m. And again, you can get the podcast if you're not up or available at Tuesday at 11. And that's at citr.ca where you can find the show list. And that will be under C for Cabo Radio. All right. So uh, we're going to take a short break. But uh, when we return, we're going to take a little bit of a break from from the CITR-related stuff and tell you about a program called Are We There Yet, which is a participatory play about sexual health that's um, that's being done by New World Theater and will be touring elementary or sorry high schools um, for the next few weeks. So stay with us for that. Or not? Or no? We won't take a break. You know, this is a lovely time to talk about how uh, uh, this is a lovely time to talk about how uh, your your pledge money goes to uh, support our technical improvements, so that when we press buttons, things actually happen instead of uh, of dead air. Uh, some people find that charming. Others find that incredibly annoying. So um, so every dollar that you give us helps us to uh, make sure that we can play ads on time. Will we be able to to try that again? All right, let's try that again.
1: At Dunkin' Donuts, each and every
4: radio show
1: is brewed fresh and served fresh at the peak of its flavor. If you're a tough customer, only the taste of this radio show will do. So go ahead, let Dunkin' Donuts make your
4: radio experience
3: exquisite. <laughs> Indeed,
4: <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts serving sweet treats from the Pop Underground Thursdays, noon to one.
0: Hey, we're back on the Arts Report, the special fun drive edition. And let me give you a quick rundown of what you get for for $30. For $30, we can give you one of the following uh, packages. You can get a male grooming kit, which includes uh, shaving gear, uh, razor and uh, extra blades, um what do you call it? Shaving cream, Irish Spring body wash, Speed Stick deodorant, and Colgate, uh, Colgate toothpaste. That's uh, that's pretty swanky. It comes with a lovely bag, like a travel bath bag, and uh, and a huge tin box. So you can put, uh, you can use it as a scrapbook or something like that. You can get a lovely tin uh, tin box. Uh, what else can we give you for thirty dollars? We can give you two tickets to the Madonna painter on November the twentieth at seven thirty p.m. at the Chan Center. Uh, for, $30, for a $30 donation, we can give you five tickets and $50 booze tab at 30 Live, which is a live music show at the Forum on Granville Street, and that will be on December 2nd. Or for just $30, we can give you two tickets to Alex is on Fire, coming to Vancouver on November the 27th. Or we can give you a pack of three books And I can tell you, this is from a publisher called Thetis. Uh, In Salish, Thetis means preserving for the sake of handing down. And Thetis is the oldest aboriginal publishing uh, company in in Canada. Did I say that already? Canada's original aboriginal publishing company. It's 30 years old. And uh, you can find them on the web at Thetis.com, like they, T-H-E-Y-T-U-S, they, T-U-S. Dot com, and uh, they've been recognized as being an outstanding business by the BC Aboriginal Business Awards. And the three books that we would like to give to you for uh, just a thirty dollar donation include uh, the book Red Rooms. So here's a little blurb. Uh, Sherry told us, "Oh wait, sorry, uh, Naomi, a native chambermaid is a busy in a busy downtown hotel, amuses herself by imagining the past, present." and future lives of five hotel guests whom she observed in passing in the hotel lobby and through relics left in their rooms. Struck by their remains, their footprints, and their clues, Naomi patches them together to weave tales of infatuation, love, infidelity, illness, death, and family. So it's a chambermaid at a hotel who makes up these stories about hotel guests, and then reading the book, you you get to read her sort of imaginations... uh, musings that's, That sounds actually really cool uh, another book on this uh three pack is porcupines and china dolls and the third one is two trails narrow and i can tell you about those uh later on in the show but first uh before that by the way let me throw that number out to you one more time 604-822-8648 uh and that's the number to call to give us uh, any donation, really, whether it's uh, $5, it makes a big difference, $10 if you like, and for $30 you can get uh, all of these lovely, lovely, swaggy uh, gifts, and we would really, really appreciate it if you could. So far, in just two days, we've already raised 3324 but we're still a long way from the $30,000 target, half of which will be spent on digitizing our our CD collection, um, and sort of move into the 21st century, and we would love to have your support in uh, in doing that. But first, we want to tell you about Are We There Yet?, which is a nationally recognized participatory play about sexual health and sexual decision-making with a focus on grade 9 students. It has toured all over Vancouver and won multiple Jesse Awards. Director Adrian Wong of New World Theatre is getting ready to showcase this combo of sex ed and theatre to educators, sex professionals, and other youth service providers next Wednesday at 3 p.m. before doing uh, this year's tour in schools uh, from November 22nd till December the 10th. So here's Adrian Wong explaining about the origin of Are We There Yet?
5: Well, Are We There Yet? is actually a, a, a longer project. is about ten years old, and mm-hmm. it was um, the play was originally commissioned by a company in Edmonton called Concrete Theatre, and they're working pretty closely with the University of Alberta. Uh, U of A accessed some funds to do a research project to see um, what the effects of, um, of participatory theatre were on learning about difficult subjects. So, in this case, sexuality and sexual decision making. Mm-hmm. So they took the comi- the play that uh, Concrete commissioned and then uh, commissioned further adaptations of it in different communities. So there's an, a rural adaptation, there's a First Nations adaptation, and New World is the last adaptation. Ours is an urban, multicultural um, adaptation, and also it's uh, our adaptation focuses a lot on uh, sexual education for queer youth.
0: Okay, and why did you feel that was important?
5: Well, we found that... Um, actually through talking with Kenji Maida, who's our our connection through uh, Vancouver Coastal Health Condomania Project. Mm -hmm. uh, One of his observations in doing those outreaches uh, in the schools was that sexual education for queer youth, it kind of goes like, well, this is how it works for heterosexual couples, and it's the same for homosexual couples Mm. couples as well. So there wasn't really any um, uh, acknowledgement that actually things are a a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying, through kind of subtly, it's, it's, it, it's I've discovered it's quite subtle. We're trying to address the heterocentrism of, mm-hmm. of this play by just um, making things a little bit more open.
0: And what reaction are you getting from the students?
5: These are invited immediately to participate in the show. One of the first participation interactions in it, where we ask the students for words or feelings that they associate with sex and then the actors have a minute to say everything they can <laughs> about that word and how it relates to sex. So that's a really low risk um, activity for the, the students. They don't have to put too much on the line uh-huh. but it's high risk for the actors and, and it really is a great icebreaker. Right. Yeah. Well, we find that students, the students love the piece. They really respond to it because it's funny. It's, it's uh, the cast are all, um, you know, in their twenties, so it's also has a sense of peer learning. Right. Um, and they're and they're not. Uh, the characters are coming to them with real real problems that the students themselves may have experienced, and asking them for their advice and help. And and really, the students have all the information. They have all the knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's just about getting them talking about it.
0: And 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 so. Uh, like you mentioned before, that you know you can't be condescending, and that kind of brings to mind, you know, sort of red flags when when talking to teenagers. What's what's the biggest thing you you need to sort of be careful about or, or or avoid doing?
5: Well, we have a lot of conversations about what is appropriate and what is not appropriate inside of the school setting. Just because you know we're we don't normally work inside of school settings, and that and since I've been in school at least, there's been a lot of um, changes in terms of what you can and can't do. But, you know, for the most part, what um, we try to focus on or the, the kind of red flag issue is not listening, mm. like not actually listening to what the students have to say. Uh, and that's the thing that, that brings the show kind of to a halt. If the actors um, somehow brush off suggestions or they look like they're listening, but really they're just thinking about their le- next line, mm-hmm. uh, the students can and you know we can adults too we can sense it when somebody's not really listening to us and it and we don't buy in in the same way
0: hmm. yeah. okay and uh, and one more question what what are you getting in terms of response from from the adult you know community in terms of you know teachers parents etc is are they is it is it mostly positive or is there a, a oh, sort of like oh i don't know if you should be doing this
5: no, it's all positive. It's all positive. In fact, we've had um, a couple of dry runs with, with adult audience, friendly audiences, mm-hmm. we call them. And I find that the the, the grown-ups, the adults, um, respond to it in the same way that the teens do. Like, they, they still buy into the characters. They have a good time. There's lots of laughing. Uh, I think most of the educators that we've uh, spoken to in our runs of the show have, have found that it's a really positive way of dealing with a subject that has a lot of of emotional baggage attached to it.
0: And do they giggle at the same funny sex words? Oh
5: yeah, <laughs> right. And on. we, I mean, we do it in in rehearsal all the time. We're we're laughing all the time.
0: Right on. All yeah. right. Well, it sounds like a really positive program. And uh, thanks so much for telling us about it today.
5: Hey, no problem, Adam. Have a great one.
0: All right. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. And that's Adrian Wong talking about Are We There Yet which is going on tour in Vancouver schools from November the 22nd. I've lost it. Where is the date? Uh, November 22nd until December 10th, and if you are a teacher or know a teacher who would like to book, uh, are we there yet for your uh, grade 9 class, um, then you can get in touch with Kenji at New World Theatre. That's Kenji as in K-E-N j i at new world theater new world one word n-e-w-o-l-o-r-l-d um, all right, and, uh, and they're doing a show for health uh, professionals, and if you're really keen and you're not a health professional but you really think this is a great idea of doing a sex ed in, in a more interesting and compelling and uh, creative fashion, you can maybe ask Kenji nicely if you can come to uh, next Wednesday's uh, special showing. It's at 3 p.m., so if you are available at 3 p.m., uh, get in touch with Kenji at New World Theater. Dot com and maybe you can uh, you can sit in and see um, how they do this really cool uh, program so we're doing Fundrive. it's uh, it's the Fun Drive special show and I just wanted to mention that if uh, for example if you're listening to this as a podcast in the future you can still donate um, it's this is not a one-time thing we're we're going to be doing this for for another eight days so it doesn't end until uh, November twenty fifth which is next uh, Thursday, all culminating in a big uh, fun drive finale party at the Biltmore. So you have lots and lots of time to donate to us. So uh, we really would appreciate uh, your support. And if you um, are listening to this on the podcast, or, or if you're listening right now but you don't have access, you, you're not able to get to a phone, say if you're driving, for example, then uh, you can show uh, the art support, um, your support, by going to uh, ca. And there's a big button there that says, uh, Donate Now. And if you click that button, you'll get a show list. And that way you can actually donate specifically to any show that you like, like the Arts Report, for example. You can click on Arts Report, and, um, and you can donate um, to CITR with, uh, with the Arts Report in mind, and you can help us reach our specific goal for the show, which is uh, 300 bucks. And I think right now the Arts Report is sitting at uh, uh, $8 out of that $300. So that's, uh, that's already um three percent three percent toward uh, three hundred dollars so we are moving man we are well on our way so give us uh give us a few dollars and we would uh highly uh, appreciate it all right we've got uh one more thing i was just mentioning the the um the fun drive finale and um i want to tell you about uh that show which is to say that um you know, after the 10 days of manning the fundraising phone and harassing friends and family and, you know, calculating daily totals, the CITR crew, along with, um, with donors, as well as listeners such as yourself, we all want to get down and party. And we're going to do so at the Biltmore next Thursday, November 25th. A slew of bands are helping us to celebrate in style, doing 90s song covers. And these bands will include the Manipulators, Fine Mist, and a group calling itself Rick White's Hair. Rick White is a musician from New Brunswick, a band member of Eric's, Tra- Trip, Eric's Trip, who's worked with artists like the Sadies and Joel Plaskett, and has long, flowing hair, and thus Rick White's hair, which includes Adrian Burris of Apollo Ghosts, who I spoke to earlier today during a lunch break at the elementary school where he teaches, uh, among other subjects, uh, music, fittingly. So uh, here's Adrian responding to the question, Why the name Rick White's Hair?
6: Well, uh, what what better better name for a band? Rick White's hair. I don't know. Uh, it was kind of a joke uh, name tossed around when we were we went on tour this summer, and uh, our friend Darren was helping us sort of drive, and we were driving through Moncton, and we were just I think we we're just passing the time between ten-hour drives and trying to think of funny band names, and, and somebody said Rick White's hair as we were coming into Moncton, because it's you know it's an amazing. The guy has amazing hair, and he still has the same haircut. So right. uh, Rick, White hair is, uh, Rick White's hair is composed of uh, my friend Darren, mm-hmm. uh, my friend Chris Martell, and uh, my friend Gord McCulloch, and myself. And, and, uh, and tell
0: us what uh, what bands they are from.
6: Oh, uh, let's see. Darren used to play in a band called Organ Trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gord McCulloch has done some time in a band called Roll Mock. Uh, let's see. Who else? Martell's been in a million bands. Like, uh, he was in... Um, uh, unreliable narrator. He plays in a in a punk band uh, called Gut Feeling. All kinds of stuff. And mm. uh, yeah, so we just all got together to do this this fun project. And also Chris Riffick and my friend Ryan McCormick as well is gonna you know, are gonna be in the band too.
0: Great. And and so you'll be doing '90s covers, right?
6: That's right. Yeah.
0: So what are your favorite '90s songs?
6: Oh man, favorite '90s songs. Like uh, you know, God, definitely got to get into the the you know the uh, Beck was a big big time hero mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. when i first got got the uh, much music channel turned on um <laughs> you know smashing pumpkins were were up there that was my first uh one of my first records i bought by myself do uh, do
0: you have any uh sort of embarrassing sort of guilty pleasures like uh ace of oh. base or anything like that
6: <laughs> oh man you know like uh I, the way i see it you know no guilt at all like you know like a good song's a good song and you know, I'm not I'm not embarrassed about anything. So, um, but yeah, I mean, sure. There, I I, I let's say uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I I was really into Tom Cochran and, uh, you know, uh, what else? I don't know. Um, this band called The Grid. Mm-hmm. I think they were like a techno band. I was into like a techno phase when I was in like grade <laughs> nine. Yeah, uh, see. So, very so naked if- ladies. All you know, all the stuff like
0: that sure. you can't even say techno nowadays without sounding yeah i guess old, it's not know? techno it's yeah, all el- it's electro now don't you yeah know? i guess it's electro
6: wave uh dreams get, what is it called <laughs> so what's the, what's ambient and am, no there's a new oh, term du- uh dubstep? chill wave or something i don't
0: know oh wow i t- yeah you're asking uh, the wrong guy sure. i don't know <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah.
0: And so, which uh, which 90s tunes will you be? Do you know already? Oh. Which ones you'll be doing? Yeah,
6: we ha- we we know what we're gonna do. Um, I guess we'll keep it a secret. I don't know. It'll be uh-huh. kind of fun to uh, kind of fun to, to to play them, uh, you know, as a surprise. But uh, yeah, definitely from we were we we're both from '96. How about that? They're both from 1996. Uh, that's the hint. Yeah that's the hint yeah
0: awesome and yeah. um can you just you know we're doing the the fun drive now and we're asking yeah. people to to donate um could you say something about uh citr what is what is citr meant to you or what what value sure. do you does it have in the world oh
6: yeah definitely uh you know i uh i donate every year myself and i i think it's it's such a great station you know like i i i listen to a lot of uh programming on it and uh it's uh truly independent in every sense of the world my friend chris Riffick has a long-standing show on there that i i love uh parts unknown and friend friend ben does uh you know thunderbird radio health so yeah i, I just like it i love it because they just you know they give everybody a chance to kind of have their their moment on the air and uh yeah i just can't say enough good things about that station
0: mm-hmm. And um, and I mean, it's good when you know you can't always get it on the mainstream stations, right? The, the exactly. Kind of yeah. You
6: know, I I remember seeing uh, you know when I got into music, like the wedge, like that was like, what what is this? Like, right. You yeah. know, like where you know where are those where are those channels now for kids? Like I don't I don't really. I mean, I guess they have the internet, which is awesome. But you know, when I was growing up, and you know, you had this awesome station to kind of tune you on to stuff that's a little different.
0: You mean Much Music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the wedge is back. Actually.
6: So they, they oh, is it back? Oh, yeah. that's good.
0: After many years of just playing really, really bad reality shows, they've actually yeah. brought back a lot of um, oh, that's good. music shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. But anyway, enough about those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for taking, taking the time yeah. uh, out of a, yeah. a busy lunch break. Uh, no problem. To, to tell us about it, and we look forward to the show on Thursday.
6: Okay, sounds good. I'm uh, just going to warm up my uh, piano here Sweet. get ready for my next music class. Awesome. Do you ever get, okay. to,
0: do you ever get the kids involved in like, rock and roll?
6: Oh sure, yeah. Well, I've recorded uh, one last year. I, re- I recorded an album with my kindergarten, so that was fun. Right? <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's great. So yeah, always always doing this fun stuff with them music and
0: promising <laughs> promising rock rock stars in the in yeah. That group?
6: Well, yeah, but, uh, there's some good singers, I tell you.
0: And so that's uh, Adrian Burris, who's training future rock stars at uh, at his elementary school. Uh, that was good of him. to Take a few minutes out of his lunch break to uh, to chat with us. And he will be a part of Rick White's hair, performing at the Biltmore Cabaret next Thursday, November 25th. And, um, yeah, where we'll, we will be celebrating the end of Fun Drive. The number one last time before I go off the air is 604-822-8648. And you can donate uh, for, for the next uh, week until next uh, thursday when we do the big finale so anytime day or night if you are listening to this you can donate at 604-822-8648 or you can go to www.citr.ca slash donate and then you can pick the arts report and uh, and help toward our uh, three hundred dollar show goal and uh, and yeah help us win we're gonna win the race the fundraising race. Now, uh, on next week's show, we'll have a review of uh, a Feist documentary that uh, that played recently at uh, at the Van City uh, Theater, and this was a part of Push, uh, the Push Festival, which is coming um, in just a matter of months. It's coming on January 18th and running until February the 6th, and uh, you can find the program at pushfestival.com C A And, um, yeah, while the festival goes on from January uh, to, to the beginning of February, uh, they do uh, things throughout the year. And one of these things that they were doing is putting on a, a film about Feist, uh, and, that, uh, and that was just a few days ago. And so uh, we'll, have, we'll have some coverage and a review of that. And um, what else? Also, we will uh, talk about uh, Purely Cabaret, And this is a globe-trotting Chanteuse Lindsay Sutherland-Bowell. And she will be here um, to tell us about this show called uh, Purely Cabaret, which um, mixes together uh, sort of dark, sensual cabaret tunes, but also some soulful musical numbers as well. And that's coming to the Evergreen Cultural uh, Center, um, which is in Coquitlam. And that's uh, not this weekend, but uh, the next the next upcoming uh weekend i think it's uh, november the 26th and 28th or uh 25th and 28th anyway it's the next next weekend and uh we'll give you the scoop on that on next week's show so uh that's about it uh for me thanks to everybody who called in and donated we really appreciate your support in the last hour and, um, and join us next week for another exciting arts report. Now, Next week will be more sort of regularly scheduled programming, but uh, we will certainly be taking calls throughout that time. I'd like to thank uh, Simon, who's in here uh, in studio with me, as well as Jeannie and, uh, and Jasmine, Nick, and Elena, who make this show possible. You can subscribe to our podcast at citr.ca. You can follow us on Twitter. We are called CITR underscore arts report on Twitter. And uh, so that's it for me. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM, and uh, Real to Real is next.